G'day and welcome to Stick Together, Australia's only national radio show dedicated to workplace and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced in the studios at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally via the Community Radio Network. My name's Elena McMaster. Stick with us for the next half hour today. We're heading north again to Queensland to mark the reinstatement of the ban on uranium mining. Yeah, it was just a, a, an absolute no-no as far as we were concerned and uh, it seemed that we needed to um, alert people to uh, its existence and the fact that they may want to reopen it um, and people would be unaware of it. It's not, just a, it's not just opposition to uranium mining, but knowing that uranium mining and nuclear power and the nuclear fuel cycle is something that Australia shouldn't get into. Uh, we are very convinced that, uh, that we need to have here in Australia... A, uh, you know, a, a viable alternative energy um, manufacturing sector. The ban on uranium mining in Queensland is set to be reinstated by the newly elected Palaszczuk government. Under the LNP Newman government, the state was opened up for exploration and mining despite a decades-long ban. The reinstatement of the ban follows pressure from unions, the ETU and AMWU, and community campaigns against the reopening of mines in northern and northwestern Queensland. On the show today, we hear from Andrew Detmer, now National President of the Australian Manufacturing Workers' Union, who, with his union, was a strong champion for years for a uranium mine-free Queensland, despite support for uranium mining from some other unions, including the Australian Workers' Union. And we speak to Wendy Tubman from the North Queensland Conservation Council and David Sewell from Citizens Against Mining Ben Lomond about the grassroots campaign to keep Queensland uranium mining free. First up, we hear from Wendy Tubman for a bit of a history of the issue in Queensland. Uranium mining had been banned in Queensland for many, many years. I, I can't tell you exactly when, but I think it was somewhere around about the 1980s. Um, and then prior to the... Um, election before our last election when Campbell Newman came into power um, he said before the election and again immediately after the election that um, he had absolutely no plans in of uh, overturning that ban on uranium mining and then within a few days of the election and which he won he did in fact um, take the ban off uranium mining so um, it had been an open book um, until our last election at the end of January this year, when the ALP went to the election promising that they would replace the ban on uranium mining. And as we know, uh, much to the surprise of many, many people, the ALP uh, took back power. And so they are now in the process of actually um, making that um, a legislative ban. So in the short space of time during which uh, the ban was lifted, can you tell us about what, um, what happened, what, where were the mines planned um, and what activities were actually taken, you know, undertaken? Well, that's simple. Nothing. Nothing happened. Um, there was no uptake uh, of, um, uh, of the uh, opportunity um, as far as we are aware. Uh, there were no you know, announcements by any uranium mining companies around the, the Queensland um, that said, yeah, we're, we're gearing up again. Uh, the one closest to Townsville, which is, a, is frighteningly close, 
it's about 30 kilometres away from, from Townsville, um, there was absolutely total silence from them throughout the whole three-year period when, the, when, the, when, the, when there was no ban. So um, I guess you could say that uh, it, uh, it wasn't sort of an opportunity that was grabbed with open arms by anyone, by any means. Well, I guess we, we know that during that time um, the price on that commodity was quite low as well. So uranium mines in other parts of Australia were actually cancelling plans for expansion. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that decrease in, in price reflected a decrease in demand around the world um, with everything from Fukushima through to all sorts of other um, things coming into play and influencing uh, the demand for nuclear power. Um, and, of course, one of the main things was the um, uh, simultaneous development of renewable energy um, possibilities. So there was you know, a great interest in moving away from fossil fuels of all types um, and into renewable, and as a result, the prices for fossil fuels, including uranium and, of course, coal, um, plummeted. So there was, you know, it was a nice idea, Mr. Newman, well, sort of, um, but nothing happened. So just on that, um, one of the reasons that the Newman government <clears throat> and other uh, uh, groups that have kind of lobbied for the the lift for that ban to be lifted in the first place, um, one of the reasons given was that it would create, uh, I think, Campbell Newman actually said. Um, thousands of jobs um, for Queensland. Um, but I know that there's also a couple of major uh, renewable energy um, projects uh, either in construction now, I might have that wrong, or at least being, um, you know, like the, the kind right. of surveying work being done. Yep. Can you tell us anything about those and um, what the kind of jobs projections well, well, I'll start off with jobs, which is where you started, Elena. Yeah. And it was, in fact, Mr. Sini, who was our Deputy Premier and um, Minister for State Development under the Campbell-Newman government. Uh, and he was quoted as saying, um, 40,000 new jobs will be created in Queensland as a result of the overturning of the ban in uranium mining. Now, this is just absolutely, was, still is, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's indicative of this, you know, the crazy inflation um, of uh, the impact of the fossil fuel industry that's, that's happening in Queensland. The uranium industry in Australia, not just Queensland, but in Australia, according to the World Nuclear Association, um, was about 1,200 people all up in mining, uranium mining. So to to um, tell the uh, Queensland public that you know, the overturning of this ban on uranium will create 40,000 new jobs was absolutely, totally outrageous. Um, so, yeah, there, were, there weren't the jobs there. Um, and uh, even now, uh, the Queensland Resources Council and... The opposition in Queensland are saying, oh, but we need the jobs. It's all about jobs, jobs, jobs. Well, it's not a big employer of, um, of people. It's not a big contributor in terms of royalties or in terms of capital um, or a tax uh, income from, from the companies. And it's definitely not a big um, producer of overseas income. In fact, the cheese industry is bigger than the uranium industry, just to put it into perspective. And tastier. 
and a lot <laughs> and a lot safer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, so it was all a big beat up, really. Um, and as you say, there is now increasing uh, in interest in Queensland and elsewhere around Australia and around the world in renewable industry. There's been um, down in the Darling Downs uh, in Buckholden. Uh, there is the a plan which is underway now to create the largest solar powered um, solar solar powered electricity uh, fuel generating um, plant in Queensland. Um, so that's great. Um, I'm talking up here in Townsville to our new members of Parliament who are also similarly interested in um, renewable energy because Queensland for a long time said on, on its number plates that this was the smart state and it was the solar state. So it's about time we got smart and, and used solar and not relied on jobs of the 19th century, which involved putting men down, down pits. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot more opportunity in Queensland, a lot more potential for jobs, a lot more potential for all sorts of um, export industries if we take those opportunities and, and move rapidly into the renewables. Um, and just uh, for folks listening who haven't um, travelled at all up through or haven't you know, come from or lived in um, northern and, and northwestern Queensland. Mm-hmm. Can you just give us a bit of an idea of some of these places where there are uranium deposits? Well, um, deposits? I must admit here to not having travelled to all okay. of these sites. <laughs> uh, but I do understand that apart from uh, the one very, very close to Townsville, Ben Lomond mine, um, they are by and large in very remote areas. Um, which again is, you know, you're then looking at the issue of um, fly-in, fly-out workers. Um, it seems that part of Queensland is now sort of itinerant in its own state because there are so many of these fly-in, fly-out workers, which are, has you know big implications for, the, for society. Um, uranium also uh, in those areas that they're very dry areas, of course, as you know from past majority of the year and yet uranium is a is a mega user of water so that's the issue then of where is the water coming from are we tapping into underground supplies as as the mining coal mining industry is, is intending to do um and can queensland uh, cope with that um it seems to me again a very uh, short-sighted way of doing things grabbing any old water under the ground because, yeah, it's just underground. There obviously must be endless supply as well as not. Um, so there are lots and lots of implications for the for the for um, for people in Queensland and for Queensland's future. So really the idea of um, re-establishing a uranium mine when there's no demand, when the world en masse is moving to renewable energy seems to be an extraordinarily silly demand. And I, I suggested to Michael Roche, who is the head of the Queensland Resources Council and is looking to allow uranium mining in the northwest of Queensland, I suggested to him that maybe he actually looked at the title of the organisation that he runs, Queensland Resources Council. And the resources does include things like sunlight and it does include wind. And maybe the Resources Council can join the rest of the world and start using some of those resources rather than the resources, fossil fuel resources of, of previous decades and previous centuries. 
What did he say to when you said that? I don't think he's answered yet. <laughs> I did point out that Adani, which is the big coal uh, mining industry, uh, which is op- wanting to uh, open up the Galilee Basin in in um, in Queensland, um, it's, a, it's an Indian-based mining company, um, and part of that company has now recently put $4 billion into establishing um, the largest solar farm in India. So if the coal miners are going solar, it's about time everyone else did. That was Wendy Tubman from the North Queensland Conservation Council. You're listening to Stick Together, all about workers' rights and social justice. Every week on the Community Radio Network... My name is David Sewell. I live in Townsville, uh, but 30 years ago I used to live in Charters Towers, which is uh, not terribly far downstream from um, the location of the mine. And uh, at that stage there was a small pilot operation where um, ore was being recovered but not processed. And after torrential cyclonic rainfall they had an accident and... um, we discovered this had happened and uh, we decided we'd need to alert the town. David Sewell is a Townsville local who experienced firsthand the impact of uranium mining when he was younger. He and other locals formed the Citizens Against Mining Ben Lomond to ensure that the mine situated just 50 kilometres from Townsville and on the Burdekin River was never reopened. In the upper reaches of the Burdekin River, now the Burdekin is the Queensland's largest river, and uh, there's a massive dam, I think it's many times the size of Sydney Harbour, uh, which services uh, irrigation um, land further downstream nearer the coast at um, uh, Eyre and Home Hill. Um, so any, any kind of pollution from that, this particular mine it affects a massive area. And we're talking about the Ben Lamond mine, aren't we? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, was the did the Campbell Citizens Against Mining was that something that began um, over thirty years ago when there was that first incident, or is this something that uh, has begun more recently in response to the Newman government um, correct, scrapping yes. the ban? Um, well, the acronym um, CAMBL, which spells Campbell's, is Citizens Against Mining Ben Lomond. Uh, was started uh, more recently after the um, election of the Newman government. So, what would have been, what do you expect would have been the impact if they, the mine owners had actually decided to reopen that mine? Well, it's just everything is totally against this mine. It was um, um, actually declared unsafe by the uh, LNP's own government experts. 30 years ago, and the mining warden said, look, this is unsafe. On a number of grounds, look, the soil there is really porous. It's in the headwaters of the Burdekin River. It's in a um, a country which is subject to bad erosion because the soil is so porous. There are underground fissures. It's in an earthquake zone. It's subject to cyclonic, heavy cyclonic rainfall. Um, And there have been problems, and leakage has occurred there already. So... um, 
Yeah, it was just a, a, an absolute no-no as far as we were concerned, and uh, it seemed that we needed to um, alert people to uh, its existence and the fact that they may want to reopen it, um, and people would be unaware of it. Um, so, David, how are you and other locals who are involved in kind of doing that uh, grassroots um, campaigning around this issue feeling now that the government has announced that they'll be reinstituting the ban on um, on uranium mining in Queensland? Well, we're overjoyed, of course, but, um, you know, I mean, this, is, this government has been re-elected for, what, three years, um, and really they're, they're only there by the skin of their teeth. Um, we probably, look, one by-election and we could have a, the return of an LNP government, Um so this thing is not, not secured. So, um, you know, we still need to let people know how unsafe it is. That was David Sewell from the Citizens Against Mining, Ben Lomond. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. The Queensland branch of the AMWU, along with the ETU, have been amongst the staunchest opponents to uranium mining in Queensland. Andrew Detmar, formerly the State Secretary, is now the National President of the Australian Manufacturing Workers' Union. He and his union were at the forefront of the fight to ensure that the Labor Party of Queensland never allowed uranium mining in that state. I caught up with Andrew this week from the AMWU National Council meeting. The AMWU has had a long-standing opposition to uranium mining and to uh, nuclear power. Uh, we, of course, are very happy to talk about uh, uranium and, and radioactive uh, substances for research purposes. Uh, we think that that's an important scientific uh, pursuit. Uh, so, for instance, we have many members employed at the Australian Nuclear Science and uh, Technology Organisation, ANSTO, um, and that is because we, we believe that, uh, that we, sh- we should be researching it. But we also know very much that uranium mining itself is toxic. Uh, our, our union uh, does organise uranium workers, and, uh, for instance, our former organiser, uh, now, now, now unfortunately who's passed on, uh, Fred Thompson, uh, used to organise uh, workers at Rum Jungle and Mary Kathleen. And what he found in those, uh, in those communities uh, of European and Aboriginal workers was that there were significant numbers of birth defects and also uh, real problems with respect to uh, health and safety, respiratory illnesses, etc., exacerbated by, uh, of course, radioactivity. So our, our opposition has had, always had a very practical element to it. Um, we, know how, we know how bad uh, uranium mining is. Um, or can be, and, uh, and we always seek to mitigate the effects and make sure that anybody who's working uh, in, in uranium mines, even if, even if we are opposed to them in principle, uh, is properly uh, looked after. Mind you, with, the, uh, uh, with places like Ranger, um, the, the, owners who are, the ultimate owner of Ranger is uh, Rio Tinto, and uh, they, they have been for many years uh, strenuously anti-union and it's something that we've always, uh, we've, we've always been uh, you know, opposed to. 
As far as our opposition to, uh, to uranium uh, mining is concerned, uh, that's clear. Um, we, don't, uh, we, we, we don't want to see uranium mining happen in anywhere in Australia. And when I was the State Secretary, uh, we had to uh, lobby the uh, State Government. I must say that uh, under, uh, first of all, Peter Beattie and secondly Anna Bly, um, opposition to uranium mining uh, was uh, relatively straightforward. That doesn't mean to say it was easy because there was always uh, there were always organisations uh, from the resource industries um, who were saying, oh, we need to mine uh, uranium because it'll be a, a wonderful thing, it'll lead to uh, lots of jobs and, uh, and what have you. Of course, we know that to be, uh, you know, uh, if, not, if not an out-and-out -out lie, we know that, we know that what it, whatever is proposed with respect to creating jobs out of the nuclear fuel cycle uh, that they are few and far between and, and at great cost to, uh, to both health and safety but also to, uh, to <coughs> livelihoods in, in other ways. For us as a, uh, as a union, uh, we want to make sure that, uh, that our opposition to uh, uranium mining is seen, is seen as, uh, as an effective ban. So we're always, uh, we're always prepared to lobby and discuss as well as to demonstrate and uh, and to rally against against uranium mining because we know that we know how bad it is. As far as uh, nuclear power is concerned, our unions always always said that it is no answer to to anybody's problems. Uh, in fact, so the reason why uh, nuclear power is uh, so unpopular around the world these, uh, these days, at least, is because of the high cost and the uh, and the lo the low output. The long lead times and the incapacity of the industry to clean up uh, clean up its own act. Um, we are in sh we we are absolutely uh, convinced that the nuclear fuel cycle isn't something that uh, Australia should be getting into. Uh, we don't believe that nuclear power uh, provides the answer to any to anybody's problems. Andrew, just before we finish up, I do want to just briefly um, talk about. Uh, the mining policy at um, federal labour. So yes. the no new mines policy was abandoned in 2007. What yes. moves are afoot from you and other um, unions who are opposed to uranium mining to see that the federal party reintroduce that ban on new mines or even a ban on uranium mining altogether? Well, um, you know, we were appalled by that 2007 decision to, uh, to remove the restriction on the, on the three, three mines policy. Uh, part of it was part of it was based on um, some assiduous lobbying by the uh, uranium industry, but it was also based on, I think, a desire to uh, show a clean pair of heels to um, the uh, you know the, the big end of town um, on the part of uh, on the on the part of the Labor Party as it then was. Uh, we will be uh, we will be seeking that there be a uh, a reinstitution of the. Um, of the, of the mining uh, restrictions that were there before. We don't want to see uh, a, a complete reopening of the uranium, uh, uranium mining, um, you know. We don't, want to, we don't want to see the uranium mines uh, that, that were there and are there uh, closed down at this point in time. That would be our preference, but we know that, we, that you can't just simply say, well, we're going to close, close these mines. But what we do want to see is no new mines opening up and we think that the, that the policy announced by the Queensland State Labor Government is a very good one because it reinstates what was there before. And I think that all of the, uh, all of the nonsensical and hysterical bleating by, uh, by the Liberal National Party saying that it's uh, sovereign risk and what have you, 
uh, I find uh, I find risible because what you, what you have uh, with those lobbyists, of course, is that uh, is that there there are no there there are no actual functioning uh, uranium mines. There's been exploration and uh, and what have you. Um, the fact is that uh, that there is no issue of sovereign risk that arises. Uh, in terms of West Australia, I suppose it's important to uh, to look at what might might have occurred there. Uh, I don't have any information on where where or what has that has occurred. But for us, uh, we want to see uh, a continued restriction on uranium mining. We don't want new uranium mines started, and we want the, the existing mines, which which are in operation, uh, to. Uh, to ultimately exhaust and to uh, to finish producing. Obviously, we'd prefer that they uh, that they be um, uh, that they be closed. But we also we also recognise that uh, that those uranium mines uh, have contracts to fulfil, um, even though uh, the damage to the uh, to the water table, etc., that has occurred uh, is, is something that is that is really problematic. Uh, you know, we're, we're also we're also recognising that. Uh, that those mines are, uh, are are functioning, and we want we want to see much closer safeguards uh, attached to the to the mining of, of uranium. We want to see uh, tailings dams and and other uh, forms of uh, form, forms of retention of uh, of groundwater and, and contaminated water are much more strongly reinforced. We also want uh, those tailings dams to be. Uh, properly uh, maintained and for a very rigorous inspection regime uh, to be to be recreated because unfortunately uh, what's happening is that the is that the inspection regimes are nowhere near as as strenuous as they should be and and were and were in the past so we're very con we're very concerned to make sure that uh, that, that uranium mining uh, doesn't spread and we don't want to see any more uh, mines open that was Andrew Detmer, National President of the Australian Manufacturing Workers' Union. And that's all we've got time for on Stick Together this week. We've been hearing from Queenslanders involved in organising against uranium mining in Queensland. All of them very well pleased this week to see the ban on mining reinstated. Thanks to Wendy Tubman, David Sewell and Andrew Detmer for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with us to tell us about any social justice and industrial struggles happening in your part of the country, or just to tell us what you reckon about the show, please send us an email at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. Give us a call on 03-9419-8377 or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Stick Together is produced on Wurundjeri land at 3CR Studios in Melbourne and broadcast nationally via the Community Radio Network to land stolen from Aboriginal people all over the country. We are grateful for financial support received from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. Remember, if you miss the broadcast, you can listen to us streaming online or download the podcast at 3cr.org.au. The theme music for Stick Together is Which Side Are You On, performed by Melbourne band The Glitterats. My name's Elena McMaster. Catch you next time. Music